here we go. Hopefully this one works a little bit better. Oh, okay, and we're live here on Facebook. And welcome to those listening in podcast land and watching on YouTube. Hello. Uh, Rich, how you doing this week? I'm doing good, Mike. And we are. We have sound this time. Yay! So uh, for anybody that follows us, on the Facebook, we do apologize if you receive if this is the second notification that you are receiving that we are doing a live broadcast. Yep, but we're making so, it work. Um, so, yeah, not, not a bad week um, for me. Nothing really out of the ordinary happened. We're getting, we've been getting a lot of rain down here in the Quad Cities, though. Yeah, we have we've actually finally got rain today for the first time in a while. The farmers around here are very happy about that. So... Sorry, I just realized how bad, how bright I am, and I'm trying to fix it on the fly. Hey, much better. Um, no, so we we've, we've been getting a decent amount. We we got good rain today. Uh, had a funeral for a guy from our church, and uh, he was a motorcycle rider. So we we did the last ride with him, and in the last ride, we uh, it was pouring down rain. I was quite Ooh. soaked when I got home, but that's okay. <laughs> it's what you do. Um, you you show respect and, and you ride with you ride for those that uh, go before you. Um, but right. on a lighter note, we got a great show coming your way today. Uh, first, Rich, let the people know our main two our main topics, and then we'll get into our uh, our quick hits. Yeah. Uh, so our main topics today, as always, will be the NASCAR corner. Uh, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated out in East Moline, where we'll be talking about the Ally 400 that happened last week, and then giving you our predictions for the Pocono double header, which is one is live Saturday's right now. Race. One's live, and the other goes happens on Sunday afternoon, and uh, then we'll be going around the baseball diamond to talk about Cubs baseball. And maybe what could be baseball's version of the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, we have uh, NHL finals are set, and um, we are, man, uh, we're in our semifinals for NBA. Uh, all that and mm-hmm. more. But, Rich, you know what it's time for? Is it time to roll the intro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Yep, and we're back. Okay, so, um, Rich, that was hard for Rich and I, for those, we are doing something different, uh, and I integrated it into how we record the show but because i did it that way uh rich and i aren't hearing it normally we do get to hear it this time we didn't but back to the show um so rich before we get into any sports topics man we are coming up speaking of finals the most epic final ever is now set the poll question right. of this week. This week's poll question, Rich, what was it, and how did it go? All right. The second semifinal matchup was Field of Dreams, the number one overall seed in our movie poll tourney, going up against Happy Gilmore, the number five seed. Yeah. Rich, how did you vote? I voted for Field of Dreams, but... I, I, I could have easily would. switched my vote, though. I I, th- I really think I could have. I'm pretty sure I voted for Happy Gilmore. Okay. Well, how would the fans vote? Because that's what matters. They voted for Field of Dreams. So this... All right. So the finals, the finals, folks, of the uh, greatest sports movie of all time, Field of Dreams versus Remember the Titans. Man. Wow. Two heart tuggers. It's going to be good. Yeah. Who, who do you think is going to win? We'll talk about it next week, Rich. We'll talk about – we'll give our predictions of who we thought would win. We'll, we'll both put it 
in the dock today, but we don't want to sway mm. votes. No. So you we'll... want to do... Now, I did schedule the poll, so I can take it down. Would you rather do a third place finisher for the upcoming week, or do you want to do the finals? Well, we got the, week. Well, what did you schedule? I, I scheduled the finals. Let's do the finals. That's all that okay. matters. Rich, okay. Rich, if you're not first, you're last. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so look for that. It's scheduled or is it live? Did you schedule it for noon? It's so? going to go live at 4 o'clock. Okay, 4 o'clock. We should folks. be done by then. We Perfect. should be done by then. Hope so. I got stuff. I got to yeah. go help somebody move still today. Same here. All right, Mike. So you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn? It is a left turn. And and Rich, what's after that? It's probably going to be another left turn. It is because we are heading to Pocono for the NASCAR Corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. For all your memorabilia needs, check out Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, East Moline, Illinois. We don't have cars going around the track today, Rich. Oh, okay. I was waiting to see if they hadn't gone. We must be under a red flag caution. Something so. like that. Um, so, uh, last week's shout-out, and then we have to talk about the controversy. Yeah, a we, little bit. We got some controversy. Uh, last week's race in Nashville, Rich, you did not do so well. I did not. I did not. Solomon Stroop taking a commanding victory. 219 points is what he scored. Tony scored 153 points. How crazy. Uh, and then you at 135, and, you know, I'm making everybody feel better, aren't I? If that's the way, if that's what makes you feel better, Mike. I'm making everybody feel better. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Anyway, okay. um, so the overall standings don't change because Rich still had a fairly decent lead. Um, Tony and Solomon are catching up to you. Uh, Solomon is only seven points behind Tony now. Ooh. That race is heating up. Heating up. Check it out. Um, so, back to the race. Rich, did you watch it? Yeah, I, I watched most of it. The race winner was... Kyle Larson for the fourth week in a row, yep. if you count the all-star race. Yep. Um, your pick of Chase Elliott came in 13th. Kind of. But due, yeah, but due to a disqualification for four loose lug nuts. They found the five. five. Lug nuts. They found five, folks. So. Okay, five loose lug nuts. He was disqualified. So in the NASCAR standings or the entry list for Nashville he is marked down as finishing 39th which was last place yeah and my pick of Alex Bowman finished the race in 15th but due to the disqualification moved up to 14th place yep for point stand for points yep uh, in, in regards so, for for points and scoring purposes so rich we got to make a decision here yeah who gets the points I am gonna go no contest. Okay, I will. I will. Ex I was gonna go with whatever you chose, because my guy technically got disqualified. So if you wanted to say, "Sucks to be you," you lost the race because of it. I'm gonna accept it. I I'm gonna go no contest. Okay. It's where technically your guy finished above mine, but just like NASCAR took away the stage points and the points that he would have gained from that race. But from Chase Elliott, I'm gonna we're gonna go with you don't get a victory point because of the because of the DQ. Okay, I accept that. So, as long as you're good with that, I'm good with that. Yeah. So it will remain ten to eight. But Mike, we got we both have a chance to get the score anywhere from four points all the way to zero. Yeah. If we can both get if one or both of us can get the both races predicted correctly as there is a double header up in the Poconos this weekend. Yep. Rich, because my guy got disqualified, you get the honors. 
Who are you taking okay. in today's race that's on right now? Okay. So I, I made this prediction pre-race. I have not checked the NASCAR app to see how the race is going, yep. let alone put the race on NBCSN to see the status. So I'm making this prediction without knowing how the race is currently going, and I'm going to go with William Byron for Saturday. Okay. Uh, I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with another Hendricks driver for today, and I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. How can you pick against him right now? I know. That's well, that's what led me to pick Byron. Okay. Is because, because Hendricks is hot, but getting back, kind of getting back to that little bit of the DQ is that's why there's like this controversy is the whole Hendricks team as a whole under a little bit more heavy scrutiny to where they're looking for something wrong because of how dominant they have been over the last what month. Yeah. At least not, not just Kyle Larson, but the entire team putting cars into the top 10, top 10, or at least top 15, every single race. Yeah, no, I like that. I just, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just was not sure. Um, on on that what your what your thoughts were um no i'm just i'm going byron so okay uh tomorrow's race who are you going with i'm gonna go i'm going with kyle bush yep okay because kyle bush does good when there's practice race number one would be his practice would be his practice to get his car finally tuned in and ready for the second race so that's why Andy has a good track history at in the poconos as well yep so I, i'm gonna go kyle larson for the second race you mean kyle bush Kyle Busch, yeah. Kyle okay. Bush. Um, I, I'm glad you picked him because that means he's going to wreck and I don't have to listen to him win. Uh, that's always nice. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, another Hendricks driver. Uh, I, I just I think he's going to show show everybody what he's made of next tomorrow. Um, speaking of Hendricks Motorsports Incorporated, mm-hmm. Mr. Jeff Gordon is leaving Fox to be the vice chairman of Hendricks Motorsports. Um, I mean, we all knew this was coming eventually when uh, Mr. Hendricks dies and or retires. Jeff is taking over the team, so might as well get him involved now. Yeah. I mean, it's sad to hear that he's leaving Fox. I, I always enjoy his commentary and listening to him up in the booth with uh, with Mike Joy. Um but at least he's wanting to take on an active role with the team and maybe not wanting to bring in his bias of being a team owner into the conversation, being up in the booth. Um, yep. But, but what is it? Isn't uh, NBC, they have a uh, car owner um, or team owner, Brad Doherty, on the on the broadcast every once in a while? Maybe not calling during the race, but at least pre-race or post-race, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. So. He, he okay. does he does pre-race most of the time so um you know it's we've known this was coming uh i'm glad mm-hmm. to see that they have a plan in place um hopefully that helps uh make things work better in the future um yeah yeah i mean and i think it's only fair for him not to be in nascar or not to to be a team owner and then uh also in the broadcast booth yep Okay. Okay. So, so do you think Fox will bring in a third guy to join uh, Boyer and Mark Joy, or do you think um, they'll kind of play it by ear and maybe have just have a two man booth for? I don't think it two man booth for a while. Oh yeah, it is Clint Boyer, isn't it? It's Clint Boyer is was the third man in the booth. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah. I, they they always put together a good a good show. I'm sure they'll do fine. Okay. Um, are you ready? Oh, you got anything else for NASCAR? No, not really. Okay. Well, folks, that was the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out for all your memorabilia needs in East Moline, Illinois. Rich, you ready to keep making left turns and head to the diamond? Yes, I am. So from show to show, the Chicago Cubs were 3-3. Three and three, I'm th- pretty sure you their... got that one correct. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um overall 42 and 34 and because of their rough schedule and the brewers playing an easier schedule they are second in the division currently one game back of the milwaukee brewers uh one other thing they did make a combined no hitter the first combined no hitter in team history uh was that thursday night against the yeah 
against yeah, the uh, Thursday night against the Dodgers. The Dodgers, even more impressive, of all of the uh, no hitters that we've had the last what five years with the Cubs, six years with mm-hmm. the Cubs. This is the first for Wilson Contreras. That's right, because I think other catchers have been behind the dish when they're yeah. Last year it was Victor. Last year it was Victor Caratini. Um, before that, it's been other random guys here and there. Uh, Mike David Rock. I think David Ross had one. David yep. Ross, I think, had the other two. No, no, recently. Mike. Uh, I don't think it, Mike, sure it was Mike, Fulton Evich. Um, I read an article about it. Um, one was before uh, Wilson was brought up, and then Mike Montgomery caught another one because against the Brewers last year when no Vic Caratini caught last year uh, when they had the universal DH and uh, Wilson was uh, was uh, holding or was doing the the designated hitter and then uh, Mike Montgomery caught one no, not Mike, it wouldn't have been Mike Montgomery. Mike, Mike Montgomery's a pitcher. He, right. I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, Mike Fulton? Oh, no, uh, not uh, oh, the third string catcher. I don't remember his name now from the past couple of years. Let me look it up. But I don't know. It wasn't Wilson Contreras. Um, I think it was Bleacher Nation that talked about it. Oh, uh, Miguel Montero did it. Oh, okay. Uh, did Arietta's no hitter versus the Dodgers in fifteen? Uh, the Reds. It was. Uh, that was the David 16, Ross wasn't it? Was David Ross? Um, Alec Mills was Vic Caratini, and Contreras was DHing. So it's the last three that we've had. Okay. And this one, he finally got to do it. Uh, he deserves it. He's an amazing catcher. Calls a great game. Uh, yeah. Um, All right. So, so next next week, yep. they're going to have uh, two at, at the Dodgers. They're going to fly back to the Midwest to take on the Brewers up in Milwaukee for three games during the week before going down to Cincinnati for the weekend. For one game from show to show, how do you think they'll do, Mike? Um, you know what? I think they'll do great. I really do. Um, so with it being the Dodgers, uh, they'll probably win at least one of those games. Okay. Um, the So they'll win one. They'll make two out of the Brewers. And they'll beat the Reds. So that's four and two. I'll agree with you. I'll go four and two this week. I really, they need to win the games against the Brewers. They need to. They really need to. If they can take two out of, I mean, if they can split with the Dodgers, I'll be happy. Because, I mean, they almost, they had their chance to win last night, and just the bullpen finally had an off night. Maybe yep. uh, David Ross going to uh, his hot hands one, one too many times. And So, maybe. speaking of David Ross, he made a decision this week. Uh, to bench Javi Baez, okay, because he continued to run on a fly ball uh, by who was it? It was Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant hit a fly mm. ball, gets caught. Uh, Javi forgot that it was only two outs or one out, and so gives up the uh, out at first base. No, he made it the second base. And the next batter up flied out to the left fielder. Javi started jogging off the field like it was two outs. They threw back to second base, and he was called out. Right. Okay, that's what it was. Well, yeah, but um, but there was more to it. Supposedly, he wasn't taking a good leadoff of first base when he when he made it to first base, I think, on a walk or a single, yeah. and just advanced to second like normal, and... So I mean he was he was kind of being a little bit of a, a lollygagger out on the base pass. So yep. I, I'm glad to see that that Ross stuck up for the team and said that's not gonna be acceptable and benched him for the I, rest of the game. You stole the words right out of my mouth, Rich. I mean, this is the type of coaching I wanna see. Like, yeah, use your analytics, that's fine. 
but occasionally you need to get get these guys to get off their duffs and do their job right. And he was not doing his job correctly last at that game and deserved every everything he got. So I agree. Good job. Okay. Um, now the big story going on in uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. Spider tech. We got to check this guy. He's got spider tech or whatever substance he's using. Well, um, let's. So we'll talk first about the one that everybody's talking about. Max Scherzer goes out mm-hmm. in the first inning, makes guys look ridiculous, gets checked. Okay, fine. And he, he stands there and says, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Um, then I think it was the third inning. He does the same thing. And Joe Girardi says, you got to check him out. He's got something. He's got to have something. And he's like, I got nothing. Come check me. So twice in three innings, he's checked. Now the fifth comes up. Does the same thing. Joe Girardi says, I got him. So they check him again. Now this time he's hot. He's like, what? And he's, he like goes to take his pants off. He's like, check me. Strip search me for all I care. I got nothing. Joe Girardi is like, what? And like legitimately, is it? So I think the coaches are getting out of hand with trying to catch guys when they don't really have proof. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. I mean, I think I, I don't I don't know if I totally agree with the coaches being able to say, hey, yeah, let's check them. Let's see what happens. I, I think that if they're going to enforce this rule, if you want to call it that, it should be at the umpire's discretion to check them. Yep. To be the ones to initiate the check and not the coaches. Because, I mean, the other thing that happened in that game is I think as he was walking off the field, probably after the third or fourth time, I think it was, he's staring down Girardi yep. and barking back at him. Girardi comes out of the box to defend himself and gets thrown out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't blame Scherzer for that at all. I think Scherzer I think Scherzer had every right. I think it falls under the same vein as what goes on with uh with what's his face um in uh with with uh Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer would have barked right back at him. He wouldn't have cared. Yeah. He wasn't the only person to drop trowel though. Um A's reliever Sergio Romo was walking off the field, got close to the dugout. The umpires asked to see him. I don't know if it, he was, his was probably the first time because he was just a reliever. Totally just dropped trout. All right, fine. I got nothing. <laughs> yep. I mean, do you think the pitchers are overreacting or is this um, baseball trying I, to, trying the, to gauge, all right, what's acceptable and what's the Scherzer thing. The Scherzer thing is a little bit different. I mean, checking a guy four times, his ball's not – was the ball coming out any different? Was it changing direction any better? Why are you going to – why are you going to check him four times in a bleeping, bleeping game? Yeah. Like, there's no there's no reason to check a guy that many times. Yeah, from the manager's perspective, you got nothing to lose because if they – if they feel he's got a foreign subject on him, guess what? He gets tossed out of the game, and you're forced, you just force the opposing team to have to make a an unexpected pitching change in the middle of nowhere. Here's a question. Does this become a tactic for the postseason? If you're, an, if you're, the, if you're a, a, a manager, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you say, hey, check that guy. He's got something. If they catch the guy... He's out for 10 days? That's the series. <laughs> Boom. Now I don't have to face the ace twice. Boom. Check that out. Or the ace reliever that comes in every single time in the seventh or eighth inning to get out of a uh, a jam or a pickle that the starter or the previous reliever got you in. I mean, if if we had a closer that was as dominant as Manny Ramirez, would you? I mean, why wouldn't you just every time he comes out say, check him? 
watches warm ups and say, all right, check him before my guy steps into the plate. Yep, check him. He's got something. I see it. As soon as he, if, if he does, he's done. You don't have to deal with him again. Why wouldn't you? Head coach or GMs, here you go. Or managers, here you go. Check every guy as soon as he comes up to pitch. Ask for him to get checked. If you get it, perfect. You don't have to see him again. That I, totally could be a play in the playoffs. Yeah. I, why or, if it? or if there's like a even a no hitter or a, or, a, or a shutout going on and you guys can't touch the ball or it's just like weak ground outs, check the guy. Yeah. Worst comes the worst. Nope, nope, we didn't find anything. All right, all right, play on. Or they found something and you just forced the opposing team to make a pitching change. Yep. In the middle of a in the middle of a shutout or even a no hitter for that matter. Yeah. I I think it's terrible that the coach uh, the, the, the 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 managers get to make that call. Uh, I don't think that should be the thing. So uh, I so the Max Scherzer one I don't think is an overreaction. Okay, I can agree with you, Sergio if, Romo. If it was overreaction, if it was the first time he was asked, yeah, I'd I'd react that way. Or I think that's an overreaction. I mean, so, um, and coming on to what's next? Um, we brought it up. We we talked about, or at least we we both saw the story. I shared a story with you about Banana Ball. Yeah. of a college wood bat league in uh, Savannah. Now, I, I am glad that we did not talk about this last week because the rules of this game are not put into effect every time the Savannah Bananas play a game. It is a This is a style of play that they put onto the field in between the seasons of their, of their college wood bat league where they I did find out that they have players try out to be on this team and they will play this game at their state as like special events like when the maybe when the uh, when the home team is on the road or they're playing it before or after the season starts to get some extra revenue for the club okay I so the rules are a little crazy um, rich yeah. rich found these rules I oh man um, they're interesting. Yeah, they they are interesting to say the least. So, so every inning counts. Rule number yes. one. Yes. Why does every inning count, Rich? Because they see this as each individual inning is a game in itself. Okay. So your team scores the most runs in the inning gets a point. The first team to have five points wins the game. So in a normal game of baseball, if you are the home team and you score more runs than the opposing team in each individual inning, the first five innings, you don't have to play innings six through nine because you won the game. Okay. I, you won. That's kind of fun. Um, that's a little odd. That's making, that's kind of like uh, uh, cricket. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the, the inning is over once the home team takes the lead or three outs are recorded on the home team. Okay. Um, so they, they've said that they put that rule in the place to make every inning count. And in a sense, you could have five walk-offs in one have, game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's excitement. Okay. Number two, two-hour time limit. Pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever. Not. I, I don't think it's super great. I don't think it's super terrible. Yeah. Um, no stepping out. Uh, I'm guessing between, like, once you're in the batter's box, you can't step out for anything? Yes. Batters okay. cannot step out of the batter's box once the at-bat starts. Okay. If the batter steps out at any point, it's a strike. That one I'm not uh, – that one's actually not terrible. I don't mind that one. No bunting, that's dumb. Get that out yeah. of here. Yeah, I, I think you need to have bunts. Batters can steal first base. Yeah. Anytime. If pass, yeah, if a pass ball or wild pitch happens during – any pitch during the at-bat, the batter can take off to first. They have talked about that previously. Okay. Like, in other places. Um, not surprising. You know, not a huge one. This one I have a huge problem with um, <laughs> and could make the game last quite a bit longer. No walks allowed. 
All right. So this one, if a pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. The hitter can take off sprinting the first while the catcher has to throw the ball around to every defensive player on the field. Then it becomes a live ball, at which point they can get the runner out. Okay. So, so, base, so basically, after the fourth ball is called, you everybody on the diamond from around the horn, third to first, has to touch the ball, and the outfielders have oh, to touch the wait, ball before what? it's live. And the outfielders. And the outfielders. Okay. The only people that doesn't have to come back to is the pitcher or catcher. Okay. So basically, it's a walk, but if you can, you can't just you have to you have to make it to first in a reasonable time. But you can also take off for second. You could take off for third while the ball is going around the infield, going around the field. Oh, okay. But it, but in theory, the the base runner could just stop at second and choose and choose not to advance. Okay, I'm okay with so that. So they have said that that has caused a lot of pickles, a lot of rundowns. Just adds much more excitement to a walk. I'm okay with that concept. Not in professional, but you know, maybe okay. in a side league like this. Okay, one-on-one showdown for tiebreakers. Is this like home run derby style? Kind of. So each team picks one pitcher and one hitter to face off. The defensive team only has the pitcher and the catcher on the field. Everybody else is in the dugout. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting here. If the hitter puts the ball in play, he has to score and make it home to get a point. If the ball is put into play, the pitcher is allowed to chase the ball down, throw the ball to the catcher for a play at the plate. If the pitcher strikes him out or gets him out before scoring, he doesn't. They don't get a point. If the batter walks, they get to second base, and the hitting team brings up another hitter to the plate. First team to reach five points wins. If the score is tied, the first team to keep the other team from scoring wins. I'm not sure how I feel. It sounds like a fun way to do it. Um, I, I mean, so if you hit a double. It's now a triple easily. Probably you get an in-the-park home run on that, right? I believe, because I've seen a YouTube video of it, of the in a bad in this showdown thing, and in the video, though, you have to keep scoring. You can't stop at second base No, I, the next hitter comes up. No, I get that. Where, I get that. I'm saying if, if you make what would be an, the equivalent of a double, if you hit a ball into what would be the gap. Yes. It's I mean the you, pitcher now has to run out to the wall almost to get the ball. Yep, and then throw it back to the catcher. If he throws the runner out, no point scored if the runner scores. But 9 times out of 10. But what I'm saying is 9 times out of 10, if you hit a double, you're going to get home. Yes. I mean if you if you make it into the past the inner in inner outfield you're probably going to score yeah and the in theory the pitcher could choose no nope, i'm not gonna it's not worth my time i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sprint off of there because i don't think it says anywhere in these quasi rules that the pitcher changes with every batter okay so in theory the pitcher could choose no i'm not gonna waste my time running this thing down i'm gonna save my strength for the next batter that i have to face okay um, no mound visits. Are they allowed an electronic medium to discuss things? Uh, no. It okay. says that hype your pitcher up from afar if needed. What happens if they need to change the signs? No mound visits. Okay. Uh, finally, if a fan catches a foul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I it's forgot fair, about this one. If a fan catches a foul ball. It's an out. So does that yes. mean if you're at a home game and you there's a foul ball, you got to let it hit the ground before you can fight people over it? I guess so. If you don't want the team that you're rooting for to be recorded with an out. But three outs is an three strikes is an out and three outs is an inning, so yep. it's still kind of baseball. I you know, it's it sounds fun. it sounds like an interesting thing to watch. Uh they have so much other stuff going on that it sounds I mean, it's a minor league thing, so I you know, I a lot of times uh, feel that uh that minor league like a lot of what I the first part of that article that we were reading uh sounded like going to a, a 
Bandits game, so... Hey. Oh, yeah, but by all means, they have scripted things going on in between innings, so there isn't uh, dead time. Um, there's pregame stuff, postgame stuff. This team does have a pep band that yeah. performs, that does the in that does the kind of like in between innings and walk up music instead of like the standard playing a random song or for walk up music or thing. playing a song that your wife who's cheating on you sang just for you to as your walk up yeah. music speaking of <laughs> which that came out yeah is that, is that worth That's... a mention on the show or did i already mention enough that we don't need to discuss the rest of it it's too bad it, it's it it's kind of sad how it all unfolded though I mean, it's basically what you and I discussed off-air without discussing it in front of the fans. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, just to catch everybody up, um, court documents have been filed in in a lawsuit between um, Ben Zobrist and his former pastor who apparently was having an affair with uh, Ben Zobrist's wife. Yeah, yeah. Their is, marriage counselor of yeah. all people as well. Yeah, sad story. Um, praying for all the parties involved that uh, something comes of it, uh, and that they are drawn closer to Jesus because they need Jesus, just like you. Yeah, he also uh, he also fraudulently drew a salary from the Zobrist Charitable Foundation too. Yeah all sorts of craziness if you we're not going to really cover any more than what we've already done that's more than what we really wanted to cover it just i made an offhanded comment and i don't think i should leave you guys in the dark but with yeah. that let's hope head over to our quick hits talk about the nhl the nba and some nfl uh hot seats are they really yeah. hot already man i don't think so so we'll talk about it so when we get there thing. Yeah. Yep. So banana ball in the yep. odd event that they've they've tested this game in their home market of Savannah, they've taken the show on the road and done an exhibition game in Mobile, Alabama, in front of a neutral fan base that's not familiar with their brand. If this grows to where they take this around the country, or could it work as kind of like a version of the Harlem Globetrotters? I think it could work. I mean, it sounds like a fun thing to watch. I would be interested to see it. I don't know that it's going to be great, but whatever. Okay, it's that's a, fair. It's a complete change of the rules, so I don't know that I'd call it baseball, but I also know that it's something fun. It's entertainment, and it, it looks like it would be entertaining, so I would go watch it, but I don't know that I'd say I'm going to a baseball game. Okay, so. and that's fair. That's kind of the way I see it, too. Yep. Okay, Um in our quick hits, we got to talk about the NF- NHL finals are set rich. Vegas and Montreal. Montreal winning a 4-2 to series. Um, in that, uh, putting the Golden Knights away. Good to see a Canadian team in the final Stanley Cup finals. The first time they've appeared since 1993. Rich, how is uh, the, how did the other side go? Uh, Tampa defeated the Islanders 4-3. to It was an overtime victory last night. They are going to be going for back-to-back Stanley Cup championships as they won the shortened or shortened season last year yep. to, in the COVID bubble up in Edmonton. Yep. So, Rich, um, I have been on kind of a hot tear in, over the last two years of making you buy me lunch all the time. I you mean, have. You really have. I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm just be- picking the right people. Um, I am g- Even when you pick, though, I've let you pick before, and I'm going to let you pick again today. But this time you get a pick. Who you picking, Rich? I'm going to let you do it because I don't want to feel like I keep picking okay. the team that's going to win just to get free food. I like the food, and I like spending time with you. So I'm letting you pick, and we'll see who buys. I'm going to go with the Canadians. They seem to be the hot team right now. And, you know, a, a Canadian team hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1993. Yep. So I, I think it's time for Lord Stanley's Cup to go north of the border. Yep. And stay there. Um, so with that being said, I am taking – so in the bet, I'm taking Tampa because that's how the bet goes. We can't both pick Montreal because then we either both win or we both lose. But – Officially, I would have picked Canada, the Canadians anyway. Mm. So, 
Rich, I'm taking Tampa. Doesn't mean I'm cheering for him. Okay, and in the Stanley Cup playoffs, in the semifinal games, uh, Rich, who's in the the Western Conference Finals? Okay, uh, we're talking NBA playoffs now, not NHL. Yes. Um, but the it is the Suns and the Clippers. Currently, the Suns lead two games to one. Yep. Game four is going to be out in L.A. tonight, later on on Saturday. And over in the Eastern Conference, it is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. The series is tied one-to-one with Game 3 being Sunday down in the ATL. Who's going to win? I think it's going to be Suns and Bucks. That's my prediction right now. I'm going to have to agree with you. Okay. I think that the Suns seem the, – the Clippers, if they had Kawhi Leonard – healthy and in and an active participant on the, on the roster instead of being on the sidelines. I, I feel a little bit more comfortable picking the Clippers, but no Kawhi. I can't go. I can't pick them. And I th- just think the Hawks are too young right now. I okay. think there may be a, there may be a year, maybe one more player away from being that finals champion, but they're fun. They seem to be a fun team to watch, even though I'm not watching the games. Yep. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Okay. So the final topic of the day, we got about 10 minutes, or we got 20 minutes technically, but if we want to wrap up early so we can both do other things that we have to do, that would be fine. So um, CBS Sports recklessly, I would say even recklessly, put out a list of coaches, their prediction of coaches on the hot seat in the NFL. Rich, let's talk about this. So the one that okay. the one that I think is an easy, accurate statement, Mike McCarthy. I can agree with that. But here's why I disagree. Like I think he should be on the hot seat. Here's why he's not. Who owns the team? Jerry Jones. How long did Jerry Jones let the Clapper coach? Wasn't it at least six to seven seasons? Way longer he than he should have. The answer is way longer yeah. than he should have. So I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, Zach Taylor with the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think he's on the hot seat either. Marvin Brown, the the head, the owner, doesn't nope. like to fire people. Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, he's got a long leash. Mike Zimmer. I could see that one being on the hot seat. Okay. Minnesota's I, being... The fan base wants him to be, and I think he should be. But I don't know that he will be. Um, Vic Fangio. Mm. Again, I don't, the hard I, part about these. I think that's way too early to make yep. an, to make a decision on Vic Fangio. Yep. If now, if they had Aaron Rodgers being in, the, in there, if they had made the trade for Aaron Rodgers, and even with Aaron Rodgers, and somehow they still don't, and they and they miss the playoffs because they're playing a tough division in a tough conference, then I could see him on the hot seat. But with the team that they currently have and the way they constructed it, I don't think Fangio's on the hot seat. Okay. Um, David Cully, the Houston Texans. Yes. I totally think he is. I mean, um, he's set up to fail. I think he's, yeah, set, up he's to fail. 100% set up to fail. Yeah, he's 100% set up to fail, but the problem is, a, he's set up to fail, so can you really fire the guy? Can you blame him? Is he going to be on the hot seat for that? B, um, it, there's two reasons why he won't be on the hot seat at all this year. One, whatever's going to end up happening with uh, what's-his-face um, down there, um, Watson, mm-hmm. gives an, an, him an easy out for why they didn't do well. So, yeah. Um, Cliff Kingsbury. I want, I want to circle back to Coley. Okay. I think he is on the hot seat because once the league finally decides what, what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson yep, and they'll know who the, and they'll, and the GM could have a wider coaching pool to choose from Okay, in the off season when they were going through the hiring process, would you want to, would you want as a rookie head coach or even a guy that's looking to repair his reputation would you have taken that Texans job not knowing that if you had your number one QB or thinking that he might sit out the season if if you didn't feel if he didn't feel that that's not the guy I want to hire? I'm going to sit out. 
I think either way it's a screwed up situation, got? and I don't know that it's going to be great either way. Um, I, I I think he could be a one year a one year guy, and then they hire the guy that they want once everything is settled okay. in Houston. Cliff Kingsbury. No. Yeah, I disagree with that one. Brian they, Flores. Brian Flores, no. I think with Kingsbury and Flores, so much of that team was built with their influ with their with their decision making along with the GMs of that team, with the front offices, that yep. the only way that they would be fired is if the front office goes out the door with them and the new regime wants to hire a new a new coach and staff. Hundred percent. Uh how about LeFleur? Matt LeFleur. I think I don't. I think the problem is, uh, if they can keep Rogers this year, if it could be get rid of Roger or get rid of Flora or Lafleur and the GM, and that would be the way that they keep him. That might be the only way, but that would be the only yeah, reason. Jordan Love. Yeah, sure. That would be the only reason that they they do that. Um, I don't, especially if Rogers sits. Or gets ends up getting traded, and now all of a sudden you're stuck with Jordan Love last minute. I don't think it's fair. So I, I think Lafleur stays. I, I yeah. think it maybe could be a mild if if this is kind of like like the last dance for Aaron Rodgers, where they finally get him settled down. He's all right. Play this year. We'll figure out what we can do. We we'll, we'll take care of you next year. Yep. Just get along. Play nice. Yep. Okay. And finally, the guy that I, we, we've said should be on the hot seat for the last five years, Matthew mm-hmm. Nagy himself. I'm going to let you go first, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, we come back to a should and will question here. Should he be on the hot seat? Hundred percent yes. I think he should have been gone last year, but I didn't get to make that decision. They got their new quarterback, but they're going to sit him until three quarters of the season or until halfway through the season, which is going to keep him off of the hot seat because he's going to say, "Well, now that we're we're winning, if they are winning with bringing in uh, Fields, mm-hmm. if they are winning when they bring in Fields." then he gets the pass. Even if they have a, even if he only comes in in the seventh for with seven games left and they're 10 and seven, he gets a pass. Okay. If, if it's any, if it's and and anything, like I, it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter how they get to 10 and seven. I don't, I'm not saying, but even if it's only 10 and seven, uh, he gets a pass, or seven and ten. I'm sorry, seven wins, ten losses. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a pass because that's he's going to. Because look, I just brought my guy in. Let me let me get a full year under him. So I don't think he. I don't. I don't think he will be. And I even though I think he should have been gone a couple years ago. And go ahead. All right. Um, I would say he should be on the hot seat as well, but I I can agree with. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I can, I can, I could see this going either way. Yeah, he... I could see him being fired because the front office hires their third head coach while they've been in charge. Yep, and saying that, hey, we finally got our guy because you could easily do your interviews around. All right, how can you make Justin Fields better? Yep, or how can you best utilize Justin Fields? And it's not a what what can you do to make the team better? Yep. Um, all that to be said, uh, I think this list is a kind of reckless. I think it's way too early. There's no need to put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know. Like some of these teams could be really good teams this year. I I totally agree. I mean, the Bears could be the Bears. I mean, we kind of looked at we looked at their schedule and we saw anywhere from eleven wins to maybe nine wins yeah. coming out of that eighteen game, coming out of those. I could even see them going going only seven wins. 
But again, even if yeah. they go seven, that doesn't mean they're they're a bad team. It means they're they're trying to utilize and get people in place correctly. I think this list is stupid. Uh, we only did it because we needed some content because today was kind of light because we're in that summer lull where things are finishing up and there's not as much to talk about. But and there's not been any super hot topics to talk about. We we talked about a few. Yeah, and I'm sure that's why CBS put this out. Probably. Well, that and the NHL, the NFL pays these organizations to put articles out about them to keep them relevant year round. Mm-hmm. They got to stay relevant year round, and one way to do that: get an article about who's on the hot seat. Now everybody's talking about who's on the hot seat. I don't care. Get it out of here. Okay, Rich. Uh, I have no shout-outs on the comment line. Any shout-outs uh, pre-comment line or post-comment line? No, I don't think I do. Um, no. I do have to say um, that, uh, you know, uh, I think next – no, no, that's next month. Sorry, I'm on the wrong month. Oh. I'm on the wrong month. I'm a month ahead. I do that all the time. Okay. Well, folks, uh, we're finishing up. It's been a it's it's a little bit of a short show. Good show, um, mm-hmm. Rich. Got any big plans for this week? No. Next, next Saturday will be. Really. At, it, it's, we'll it's probably be at your house 4th. next Saturday. Okay. I July Fourth weekend. So a lot of birthdays coming up that week. Yep. Um, the, you know, on my side, um, with, you know, with our family, and it's always it, it's America's birthday. So happy birthday, America! Yeah, but that's next week's that's show. Next week. But that's for next week. Okay, uh, folks, great to see you. Um, looking forward to being in person next week, Rich, and we will see you oh, then. Um, yeah. Where, where can the where can the folks find us if they want to take us on the road with them instead of watching us on Facebook Live? Yeah, if you've been following us on Facebook Live and you're like these guys know what they're talking about, I want to listen to them in the car. Jump on your favorite podcast platform. Look us up. Uh, we are there for you. If you're watching us on YouTube, do the same. Um, if you are listening to us and you want to watch us, you can watch us anytime at facebook.com or at facebook.com slash balls and sticks. Or um, you could catch us on YouTube. Just look for balls and sticks and look at look for these two beautiful guys cool. sitting in tuxes. Uh, you can. Yeah, we got shows there. Um, and if you're watching, hit that bell, get those notifications for when we are there and all that other stuff. Uh, and Rich, if they want to participate in those poll questions you work so hard on, where should they go? Uh, they can find it on our polls post to Facebook on our fan page because Facebook makes us have two pages so we can do full polls. The polls are found on fans of Balls and Sticks. But our live videos are can be found on just balls and sticks. Yep, uh, you can same picture. You can though. actually find them in both spots because we post this on that page too. So, yes, anyway, please. folks, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, all those things. We will talk to you later. God bless. Oh, Rich, what's the time for? Uh, uh, roll that in. Roll that outro, Mike. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.